Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sterling's Business Success and Coffee Podcast, kindly sponsored and supported by Sterling's group coaching programs and Fix This Next. This free online business assessment tool enables you to pinpoint your business's vital need. Keep listening for top business tips and advice to help you level up and scale up. Here's your host, Simon Meadows. Hi, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of the Business Success and Coffee podcast with a few twists today. Today, I'm joined by Chris Williams. Now, this is going to be a very unusual intro because Chris and I have actually spoken twice before. I've been a guest on his live interview, and he has actually been a guest on my podcast before, but none of you heard it because I neglected to notice that the podcast wasn't recording. Now, I'm quite happy to admit that, you know, all the great people make some huge mistakes, and that was one of mine. But the good thing is, listeners, Chris was very forgiving, and thank you, Chris, and he's agreed to come back to share the amazing stuff that we talked about for 45 minutes last time (laughs) without it being recorded. So I'm so pleased to have you back today, Chris. Thank you for giving up time once again to do this Simon it's totally my privilege and it's so like it's so great to meet real people because man I've been podcasting since I don't know 2014 and like we've all freaking done that too many times to admit anybody out there who's been in any kind of public speaking space has done stuff that's hey Hey, this is not a big deal, you know. Just, just <laughs> keep going, keep rolling. That's right. And so, for all of you out there doing things, remember what's important is doing it. Get yeah. off your butt and do stuff. Don't worry about every little thing being perfect because you know what? You can go back and fix it. Just yeah. go, move forward. And, and another lesson I learned is I always have a backup, uh, generally recording. And I've been changing audio drivers and my backup recording did a great recording of my side of the conversation, but didn't record yours, Chris. So always check, no always check the backup. That's right. It was so <laughs> funny. There's a whole genre of podcast there probably. You can find like, yeah. that work somewhere. Yeah. The, the only thing is I, I spent 15, 20 minutes listening to myself talking, hoping that at some point it was going to change and I was going to hear your answers. <laughs> but eventually I gave up. I gave up, but I, I really do appreciate you taking the time. Before we get you to introduce yourself uh, and the business, because we're going to talk about a very, very important topic for many people in the service sector, uh, for coaches and consultants alike, and that is our ability to scale and look at ways we can scale our business without having to just find huge amounts of hours or take on associates or franchise models that you know none of, none of us are particularly keen on these days. But before we do that, you've just finished one drink, which I'm quite intrigued with. So this is the, the other twist, listeners. What was the drink that you've just finished? Yeah, this is right. We're supposed to be having coffee, aren't we? Mm. The one in the flask here, for those of you who can see, if you're just listening, it's a, uh, it's a Yeti, you know, insulated flask. It had a peach smoothie with oat milk. So I'm, I'm big into like, is it organic and yeah. pure as possible? peach smoothie with oat milk the next thing in front of me is uh starbucks royal english breakfast with three agaves a tea the next thing in front of me is um 32 ounces of of water in a nalgene bottle and that's what i call hydration yeah i'm, I'm yeah. this is my second one i'm, I'm what is it morning still yeah i'm one in so i'm close yeah. i gotta get i gotta get four of these yeah. a day oh my gosh now, I- 
the peach smoothie, I'm with you on the peach smoothie. I haven't got a problem with that. But I must admit, I've never, ever tried putting oat milk into anything smoothie related. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, it's great. Yeah. So if you want to stay away from um, anything dairy, which I, I I love cheese and yogurt, so I don't stay away from anything dairy. But um, yeah, oat milk is a great sub for these for smoothies, especially because if you don't like yeah. the flavor of oat milk, even the, the yeah, fruit yeah. covers it up. So yeah, love it. Great. So you've given us an insight into your drinking habits and that water range, you know, peach smoothie with oat milk, Starbucks tea to, to water. Tell us a little bit about your business, but most importantly, why you do what you do, because you know, we're all interested in that backstory that you have, because that's what I remember most when we, we talked last time. So I know you, you want to get time to travel. That was a big thing when we spoke last. Mm -hmm. So just give us a little bit of a backstory into that. Well, I wish I was in the business of learning how to squeeze oats to get oat milk out of oats because somebody's making a fortune on <laughs> squishing Definitely. oats. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Who knew? <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> are they, are they juicy? Um, so, so, okay, here's, here's what I really do though. I teach experts how to build high ticket masterminds. That's it. I, I can explain. Let me give you some backstory here. So for me, it was coming from running a couple of entrepreneurial ventures, you know, we're all entrepreneurs here. We get it. It's, it's, we're crazy brain and we like to do stuff. Right. Yeah. So I kind of got good at, at cracking the code on the businesses I was running. Like we were making money. I was running, um, I'd run a wealth management firm and sold that in 2011 and then sold that. So I could go into, to marketing to surgeons and subspecialties and bringing them high, high ticket cash pay patients. Yeah. We're ready to pay cash for really expensive elective surgeries. So I used to work 16 hour days. I was a hustler, right? Why not get in there and go after it? But I got five kids, Simon. And like, I was losing my life. It was all going away. And I, I realized like, I'm going to miss out on this. So somebody told me I should read this book called the four hour work week by Tim Ferriss. Yep. Right. Great book. Everybody says, everybody's read it. I got one on my shelf. Okay. Yep. I don't know anybody hardly who's ever done it. So yeah. I read the first time I was like, that's some good stuff in there. I like processes. I like, I like people. I'm really good at that stuff naturally. So I was like, I'm going to do what he said to do. And dude, within four months, four months, I remember reading the book. It was in the fall and I was raking leaves, listening to the audio version. And four months later, it's the spring. Yeah. Like April, it was February or something like that. And I was working four hours a day, not a four hour work week yet, yeah, but yeah. four hours a day, my income had quadrupled. Wow. And I was just simply doing what the dude said to do in his book. I was like, what in the world this works? I, I like read his book and did one of those mind map things and like spaced it all out and started just doing the workflow. Okay. I was running a digital marketing agency. So if that helps anybody like context, but it, you know, it doesn't matter what industry you're in or what you're doing, like the principles are there. Okay. Yeah. Well, four to six months after that, I was working less than two hours a week. Incredible. It was amazing. So all of a sudden, like what I realized was, okay, I got my life back. I got my time back. So then Jill and I started traveling with our kids. We got five kids. We're like traveling all summer long. We're out playing, going around the world with our kids, having fun. And I was living basically a semi-retired lifestyle. They dropped my kids off at, at school. I'd go paddleboarding, go to the coffee shop read a book, maybe work 10 minutes. And then I was done. Right. Yeah. Well, three and a half years into that, it started getting really boring. And actually I was in depression and I didn't mention that to you, Simon, before, like 
like I was starting to suffer the impact of not having something to do and a, yeah. and a place to a go purpose. and yeah. a purpose. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know, I was 38 or so, I guess. And it was kind of broken. So I thought, okay, I love teaching. I'm going to, people are asking me all the time, how are you doing this? I'm going to start taking on consulting clients and teach them how to do this. Did the one-on-one thing for a while. Then I tried to build it into an e-course and sell my information of how I was basically doing it. And I was kind of awesome at the one-on-one thing. We were having success. The e-course thing was falling apart. I had a great team, had resources. So we were a couple hundred grand in on spend on just building e-courses and marketing them and stuff. And we had a full-time person who was just focusing on that. Um, It wasn't like, it wasn't working to even break even. Yeah. So I joined a mastermind um, so I could learn how to do this the right way. And the people in that mastermind are all making millions a year selling their digital products. First question they asked me when I joined that mastermind is, Chris, how's your mastermind? And I was like, you mean this one? It's great. Y'all are all awesome people. I like, know how's the one you're leading. I'm like, I don't have one guys. I'm trying to do what y'all are doing. I just want to launch e-courses. Yeah. They were like, Chris, oh my gosh. We all started with building a high ticket mastermind and then everything flows out from that. You start at the top rung of the value ladder gotcha. and you work your way backwards. Simon, that changed everything. Seven yeah. weeks later, I launched my first mastermind, teaching people how to run a digital agency. I don't teach that anymore, but that's, that was my yeah. first go at it and changed everything. Does that make sense? Like the, yeah, you yeah. see how the journey progresses? Yeah. And I think most people would do what you actually perceived as the best thing to do, to create mm. the courses, start at the bottom run of the product ladder, and then build your way up and scale up from there. Yep. You know why that is, Simon? We're, here's, here's the twist. Most of us don't realize like how this works because we're walking. Picture yourself like we're all on the sidewalk street level, mm. and there's these ladders going up to these high-rise apartments, and we all want to be on the top floor, right? So there's a value ladder getting up to that level. Yeah, We all experience that, that value ladder world looking from the bottom up. But the experts who own those buildings, who have the whole value ladder, they're actually standing up there in the penthouse looking down. <laughs> they're yeah. looking, they're lo- the first rung they see is the most valuable rung. Yeah. All you got to do is take the elevator and build that first rung and then work your way down in your own building process. It's, mm-hmm. it's the way every other expert you know is looking at the process. It's just we're all stuck as buyers with the backwards view of the real thing. Yeah. It's interesting as you were talking, I was thinking about the, the model that's on the shelf behind me of the, of the Lego Jeep Wrangler that I've got behind yeah. me. You don't start even contemplating, as you imagine at Lego, the individual pieces, you look at the end model and then you reverse engineer it back. Don't you? There's so many industries that reverse engineer. You know, we look with the end in, in mind and we reverse engineer it. But when you think about consulting and service-based businesses, we don't do that. We think we've got to start with the nuts and bolts and just start putting them together and see what we come up with. Mm-hmm. And I think some of that, Chris, I don't know if, if you believe this or, or not, and I'd be interested in your commentaries, because many of us 
don't feel that we're worthy of having a mastermind where people pay us high ticket prices for it. So we start with the things where we believe we've got to earn our way up that ladder with the nuts and bolts. And then at some point we will be worth it when we get to that mastermind level. Mm. And that seems to get in the way of a lot of people that I meet. I don't know if you find that with people that you work with as well. Yeah. That actually makes me like, like literally sad feeling right now, just hearing mm. you express that because that is so common and it's so unnecessary. And I don't know what it is. I, I don't think all of us had some horrible childhood where somebody beat us down and told us we were no. worthless. Like I was at some of our stories, but but, but a lot of people just were great, grew up great. So I don't think it's something messaging from our childhood that necessarily tells us that, but for some reason, we all have this kind of pre-programmed thing that says we have to earn the right to, to serve someone with excellence and charge yes. appropriately. And yet we all come to the market, those of us who are actually really good at what we do and really well-intentioned to serve everyone we meet with excellence. Like that's our mindset. Yeah. That's great. That's what it should be. Yeah. But for some reason, we think we have to do that for a decade before <laughs> we're allowed to charge more for the, honestly, the same thing we were doing a decade ago. Yeah. Like it, it's, it's backwards and it makes me sad because that's a mindset issue not a reality issue. Yeah. And after I was in that mindset, I was in that mastermind that taught me what to do. Like they were all, there's 50 people in the room. We had to like actually qualify to be in that room. I had to like show income statements. Like they, it was a legit, like you had to qualify to get in there. Yeah. Completely agree. They, all of the people in that room were like, no, no, you start at the top and work your way backwards. So it's not just me. It's like everybody Everybody has to have that awakening if you're really going to jump past the crowd and get to that ultimate finish line. Yeah. You got to have that aha moment. Yeah. It's interesting. And that, and that's so true. And those nuggets that those people give you in those groups are so valuable. And I think when we are the people that give out those nuggets, we don't see the value in what we're saying. But the people that see them go, wow, that was just amazing. Yep. Yeah. As the person that gives it out, we don't see the value. We're blinded to it, aren't we? Yeah. Um, I've got to I've got to ask one thing because you know you said you've got five kids, and you went on trips around the world. I actually expected you to tell me that you were doing some kind of e-course or some kind of mastermind group of how to travel effectively with five children. Because to <laughs> me, that is something that probably half of the people say. How do you manage that? How do you coordinate all those children uh, and yourselves? That that to me would be a money earner right there. I believe it or not, I purchased, I purchased those e-courses and read those books <laughs> yeah. because Bill and I had to figure that out. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and that's not in Tim Ferriss's book, neither is it? He no. doesn't tell you how to do no. it with five kids trailing behind you. He's like, oh, you got five kids. Well, that's your first problem. I don't know what to do for you, man. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah definitely, definitely. So... Thinking about your your own business and perhaps what you've worked on, and particularly we've had a, a, a absolutely mad couple of years uh, with what's been going off uh, around the world. What is it that you've been working on? What is it that you've been tweaking or fixing or evolving on in your own business? Mindset. I'm just going to put a period on that. It's absolutely mindset. Here's 
here's what's happened the past couple of years. As I'm sure for you and everybody listening, uh, Jill and I have lost friends in, in, in this just horrible situation. Um, we've, we've seen rifts form in our families because of political or, or world health conversations. Yeah. We've seen the, the best and worst of humankind pop up in all kinds of social situations, right? And in business, it's been just as much of a roller coaster. So here's what's happened. Let's, let's, let's make this not a roller coaster. Let's make this an ocean with waves and surfers. Okay, let's use that analogy that. for a second. Yep. So Jill and I and our kids are going out to California this summer to, to surf um, for a while um, in central California. The, the, every time we surf, and by the way, for those of you who think I'm talking cool, if you ever saw me surf, you'd realize how <laughs> bad I am at it, okay? But every time I'm out there sitting on a board, I can't help but think about the freaking sharks, right? Um, I know they're down there, dude, but yeah. they, they're not hungry today, hopefully. So in the world of business and entrepreneurship, it's the same way. We're out there constantly waiting for a wave. It's up, down, up, down, up, down. Yeah. But we know that there's something under us that's either super duper scary <laughs> or super awesome to see and witness if you just get a glimpse of something super cool. But in business and in surfing, the mindset around that is so important because I can stay out in the water a lot longer when I can stay focused on the waves and, and becoming, a, this is going to sound like I'm some surfer hippie because I wish I was, but when I become one with the ocean for a while and get yeah. the rhythm of it and start to feel the flow of it, then all of a sudden it starts to work and I catch yeah. waves, but I can't do that when I'm worried about what's looking at my toes. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> when you're surfing, moral of the story is stay where there's a whole bunch of toes in the water. Cause it just, it just increases your odds of winning, right? <laughs> uh, let somebody else get, yeah, oh, no. but, but in business, like I had to learn anew to like, not put my focus on the scrolling social media page or it was on CNN or Fox news or whatever flavor you want to watch, but to say, you know, I'm here today to lead my clients and lead my communities forward. That's my job. Mm. I'm here today. I'm here today to surf this wave. I got to be one with this ocean. And I am not here to be distracted about what's under the water. Yeah. I got work to do and it's right here on the surface. Yeah. So that mindset shift has been like a daily process for me for the past several years. And, and as, as many bad things as have happened for a lot of people the past few years, I am grateful for that one piece for sure, because it has, it has given me a place to strengthen my mindset work yeah. and it has changed me as a leader. So let, I'm going to share a, little, a very quick story over here and, and ask your take on this because here in the UK, we don't have sharks. Okay. Uh, bunny rabbits are about the most dangerous thing around <laughs> here that are going to cause us any kind of harm. Uh, and myself and my wife went on, the only cruise that we've ever been on in the Mediterranean, which is basically oh, a big, big pond. Yeah. yeah. That's all it is. I've been to lakes in Canada bigger than you know, the Mediterranean, <laughs> um, probably with more dangerous things in. But my wife, you talk about mindset. My wife was on the cruise ship and she was terrified. Now, I'm the one that suffers with travel sickness, and I was really worried about the motion sickness. I had none of that. But she was terrified because she, she kept saying to me, what if 
a giant octopus comes up. Now, we're 30 floors up on this huge cruise ship. Yeah. You wouldn't go onto the balcony because you said, what if this giant octopus comes up and grabs the cruise ship, pulls me off the balcony and pulls me down into the water? It's the Kraken in Pirates of the Caribbean. The huge <laughs> yes, tentacles. Yeah, I love it. it. Is. Yeah. And, and, and those kind of things have an effect. So sometimes it's not even the real physical danger is it that affects our mindset um, you know sometimes it, it is our imagination mm-hmm. but that's not the, the the question i wanted to ask because for me when there is no danger when there is nothing beneath us and we we get into a, a rhythm but it's it's a a misrhythm because we have nothing else to fear, nothing else to worry about. We're very comfortable. Mm. And you know, I'm sure as, as many people that come into your, your sort of uh, programs, they're too comfortable. They're too okay. There's not enough to make them make a change of mindset in particular. And, and it's not so much the, the feeling of ribbon, but you know, sometimes we need a little bit of something to spice it up to help us make a change or to do something different. Mm-hmm. So from a point of view of mindset, what would you say to those listening to this that perhaps feel a little bit too comfortable in the way that they've always done it and the way that everybody else says that they should do it, particularly when it comes to coaching and consulting and scaling? What, mm. what is it that need, we need just to jolt us sometimes? I believe it's honesty. So okay. for all of you awesome listeners to Simon, if you're like making a choice right now. And you're thinking, I got to do something. Let's just like shoot it straight here. You're hanging out with Simon and probably a dozen other podcasters. You're watching YouTube videos. You're reading books. You're probably questioning, should I, or should I not go to this next conference that's coming up in your area? Yeah. You know, like, let's just be honest. Everybody's just you and your, your headphones right now. Just, it's just you and me, you know, that you want a change, you know, it. Mm-hmm. If you didn't want to change, you wouldn't be listening to this podcast. If you don't want to change, you need to hit stop right now and delete this podcast and unsubscribe Yeah, because you're in the wrong place. Simon's here to help you change. So the honesty of this is that I'm like you. I actually want to change. The hard part about change is that it's scary. We got to go into new stuff and try new things. And we've all tried new things before and had our hearts broken. And we don't know if we can get up and have the emotional energy to do that again and again and again. If you've ever been surfing, back to that analogy, the worst part about surfing is getting out to the waves. It's way harder to get to the waves than it is to surf the waves. And it's so disappointing sometimes to get thrown upside down and tossed and tumbled when you didn't even get to try to stand up. But you've got this, like you want change. You know, it's in you. You know, it's in you. You like, oh my gosh, like I'm just like you. We got our headphones on right now. We're listening to Simon. I know that change is in my heart. And here's the difference between me and somebody who won't change. I'm willing to swim back out and try again. Mm -hmm. And I know from experience that I might swim out 10 times and never catch a wave, but eventually I'll catch a wave. That wave is life-changing and I'm just shooting everybody straight here. The wave you're swimming out to right now, 
to be honest, folks, it might not be the right wave, but there's no way to know that unless you swim out there. Yeah. So swim out there because it works. You'll find your wave. Hmm. And, and that's so important to make that decision, is it? Be honest with yourself and, and make that decision. Hmm. So thinking about Chris scaling and a mastermind. So we've got two, two sides of the listeners that are with us today. We've got the people who are perhaps thinking about masterminds and they've tried other ways of growing their coaching and consulting business. And they're wondering, you know, how many more associates do I need to take on? How many more people do I need to keep working with to make this work and take a cut of their earnings? And it feels uncomfortable. Um, yeah, I've been there. I've, you know, I did that many, many years ago and it wasn't for me at all. We've got those as an audience. And then we've got those people who are perhaps listening to this and thinking, what's the benefit of a mastermind? Why should I consider a mastermind? Because they're the target audience for the people that we've just mentioned. Mm -hmm. First of all, what would you say to those people who have never been part of a mastermind and why they should consider it? Great. Super straightforward. Like, let's just use Simon as an example. If you're trying to build the coaching business and like crack that first 10K month pattern, like Simon has a group for you. He's, he is your guy. Here's why it works. You already trust Simon. That's why you're here listening. Like, let's just be again, honest about it. Yeah. When I, when I listen to someone, Simon, I'm just putting you on hold for a second. I'm talking to your audience. You're not in the room. Okay. For all of you, Simon fans, when I'm, when I'm leaning into someone and listening, like you guys listen to Simon, I, I get to know, like, and trust that person in a really authentic way. You get to like experience them over time. And that helps you understand this person is somebody I could actually hang out with and actually trust to help me move forward. If that's, if Simon is your person, then lean in, send me a message, ask. If you've never been part of a mastermind before or been part of a bad one, because let's face it, there's good and bad experiences out there, good and bad waves, right? Make sure that you get to know your person. So call your person, call Simon. Say, hey, can I jump on a Zoom call? I think I might want to join your program or something you're doing. But honestly, I don't know if I trust you yet. Like type that out. Let him know. I need a 30-minute call on a Zoom just to ask you questions and see if you're a real person. Like go through that process. Whoever your expert is, go through that process. And, and we always say, Simon, you can come back in the conversation now. Thanks for letting me talk to yeah, you. Okay, that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, we always say at Group Coach Nation, do work, get results. Right? You got to do the work. You got to swim out catch the waves, right? Yeah. Do work, get results. The, the, the real pinch here is which work do I do? I'm willing to hustle. I'm willing to work. Yeah. That's where you finding the person you trust and, and getting in close with them helps you know, is this the person that I really believe has the right path for me? Once you got it locked in, go, just commit yeah. and go. Yeah. And that's an interesting twist again to that because most people listening to to this will be quite used to coaches and consultants sending them messages asking them jump on a session with me jump on a session with me and we don't because we think we're going to be sold to but actually i think that's a really important thing you said there chris if if you're interested in a mastermind do your research treat the session that you're being offered as a way of auditing the relationship with the person that you're thinking of, of joining and don't get put off. Yeah. Okay. If, if they go complete sales on you, do what Chris has said, hit the stop button, say, this is not for me. This is not the relationship. 
but try and ask them better questions that you want to know, get the answers you need to build a relationship with that person. I think that's a great different take on it. Let's talk about the coaches and consultants then, because, you know, I, I, w- I hit a glass ceiling many years ago and, you know, I had come from businesses where, like you, I got five or six businesses. I was working a couple of days a week at Tops. I was learning to fly helicopters and doing all the wonderful things that you want to do. Um, I found plenty of things not to get bored with, Chris, by the way. So that was, that was never <laughs> a problem for me. I find things to play with quite, quite easily. Um, but as a coach, I'd now come into an industry where it was an exchange of time for money. And that's a trap that so many people that enter this industry, any kind of service-based industry, fall into. Uh, whatever it is that you want to do a mastermind for. But getting groups, getting masterminds going, for me, was the epiphany of taking my business to the next level, where actually I could get more by putting less into it. But, and this is most important for me, Chris, is I could deliver exceptional value to every person in that group by actually having less of my time spent in a week. Mm-hmm. And the value is exceptional. Uh, and I think for all, anybody listening to this, you have to shift, shift that mindset of perceiving any kind of groups or any kind of mastermind as the lower level. It is more value, more added value to the people receiving it than one-to-one because they're getting so much more. Mm-hmm. But what would you say to those people who are looking for ways to scale and what kind of tips and advice do you give to, to that sector of the audience? Great questions. Oh my gosh. So yeah, if you're doing done for you services or one-on-one consulting, you are ultimately going to run out of minutes. Yeah. You just run out of minutes. You're trading dollars for minutes. So nothing wrong with that. If that's, if that's the business you want, it just, you become the bottleneck. The calendar itself crushes you. If you want to scale that and actually see people transform faster, groups do that better than one-on-one. So let's take this from two sides, Simon, to talk through this. One side is what's best for the client. Okay. People think that one-on-one consulting is best for the client. Statistically, by the research, it's not. People change faster and deeper and more long-term sustainable change in groups than they do meeting one-on-one with a therapist or a coach or a consultant or whatever. Groups work better. That's why residential programs in the therapy space and group programs in the coaching space are ever more popular because it actually works. Okay, like five times more. So groups work better than one-on-one. From a coaching standpoint, consulting standpoint, your own business standpoint, you can put 10 people in a group and, and work with them in the time it takes to work with one person. You just 10X your business by making one simple change. That's really phenomenal. And people think, oh, then I should charge less for the group. No, if anything, honestly, you should be charging more for a group. But that's, that's the usual answer, isn't it? Oh, because right. I've got 10 in, I've got to charge less. And again, Absolutely let's go not. back to this, this expert group I was in a mastermind with, like them all standing at the top of the value ladder. I asked them the same question. Okay, so you guys are all selling these e-courses, but you start with a high ticket mastermind, but y'all do one-on-one consulting too, right? They all said no. I remember pulling my phone up and being like, well, then why does your website say you do? And they're like, oh, that's to chase people away from ever asking me for one-on-one consulting. I can say, no, I don't. Or I can say, 
it's a million dollars an hour. Okay. So yeah, that keeps them from ever getting engaged on a one-on-one consulting gig. So they don't waste their time, but here's what happens. The view from the street level, the bottom of the value ladder looking up, we look up there and we think, oh, their one-on-one time is more valuable than their group. That's not what they believe. They, we just don't realize they don't ever actually take anybody in the one-on-ones. They know the values in the group. So swap to a group model, and then you can build everything else scalable out you want, but get paid to deliver the content and change people's lives in a group. Then you can record it all. You can turn it into an e-course. You can do whatever you want. Get paid to build. Yeah. And I don't know about you, Chris, but when I'm in a, when I'm holding a mastermind in a group session, it's amazing when the, the the members of the group talk, I learn things as well. There's things that I can take that I think that's a great little nugget there. I'm going to take that seed and I'm going to listen to my members and I'm going to go away. I'm going to research this. I'm going to do it so they don't have to. And I'm going to build something. I'm going to develop a product or a service or a masterclass, something like that. And I'm going to bring it back to the group and I'm going to deliver something exceptional because I've heard that little seed because I've learned something from them and I'm going to bring it back and give it back to them as value. Is that something that you're an advocate of as well? Heck yeah. Everything I've just told you that I learned in that first mastermind I was part of didn't come from the host. By the way, the host of that group was Russell Brunson. Yeah. Awesome communicator. Who also has five children. That's right. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome communicator. Awesome guy. Amazing information. Yeah. But truly, and Russell, if you're listening to this, he, he, he will say the same thing. Yeah. It's not about him or any of the presenters in his masterminds. He says this so clearly and people don't catch it. It's about the relationships and the quality of the people that are in the room with you. Yeah. Everything I learned in that group came from the people who Russell helped put in that group. Russell's job was putting awesome people together. Russell's job wasn't standing there in front of a flip chart with a big black Sharpie marker and drawing out stick figures as he's so good at doing. <laughs> the aha moments come from the person across the table saying, Hey, I just heard about your business. I was in the same pot three years ago. Here's the change you got to make. Just do that. And it'll blow up. And it so works. So yeah, the group is where it's at. And same with the groups I get to lead at group coach nation. I, I promise I'm just like there to point the way and say, here's the steps we have to accomplish this week. But it's the other people in the room that actually verify your offer and your pricing and help bring referrals in and help get you marketed. And like, it's, it's the peers. Yeah. And and the process that we have of getting those people into the room is also of value to the people in the room. Yes. Because they're paying to have great people in the group with them. So we have a responsibility to to do that and not chase everyone, but get the right people in the group because that's where the value is. That's so important. Absolutely. So tell the listeners how they reach out to, to you and to Group Coach Nation as well. Tell, tell us a little bit about how we can get hold of you or what you'd like to send the listeners to. Super easy, folks. Just Google Group Coach Nation or you can go to groupcoachnation.com if you want to type it all out. But Group Coach Nation is where we hang out. We have tons of free stuff there. And here's a simple thing. We have it all broken down into like beginner, advanced, and pro level when you're thinking about, do I want to build my own mastermind? I'm an expert. I think I want to do this, but I'm not sure. Like go through there and sort out. Are you beginner, advanced, or pro level in the way you're thinking all this through? We'll help you sort that out. And then we'll send you down a path 
that like points you to like, here's the things you should be doing like right now in your current place. That way you can actually do work and get results, but you're doing the right work. Yeah, yeah, great. So we know where to go. I've got to go back to my notes from last time, Chris, because you you gave me something I wrote down here. And that was about giving a superstar a place to play. Mm. And as I wrote it down, it's a little bit out of context, context, but what, what is it that you mean about giving that superstar a place to play? So we run into a lot of people through our work that are what I would consider experts in their field. They're already great communicators and they're natural givers. They like seeing people change. Great experts, great communicators, natural givers. Those people are Formula One race car drivers in the coaching consulting world. They really are. But most of them are driving a Toyota Camry around. (laughs) And that's an awesome car. But when you got a race car driver in a Camry, it's kind of wasted talent. So our job at Group Coach Nation is to say, okay, love your Camry. We're going to have it washed and detailed for you. Can we just park in the parking lot for a minute though? Because I got this Formula One race car and I got this track. I got a pit crew and a crew chief. And if I can just put you in the car for a few laps, you're going to never want to go back to that Camry again. Yeah. And, and that's what we're all about is getting Camry drivers where they belong. If they're really Formula One race car drivers and putting them in the right spot. Yeah. I love that. That's a great, uh, thank you for confirming that. I was looking at it on my little note and I thought, I know there's a great story behind that. And I know there's a great example behind that, but what did I write that down for? There's no, so many fun no ways I remember. to say that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> so if you could give the, the listeners, uh, oh, and this is so difficult because I think, you know, potentially we've got people who think about masterminds and we've got the coaches who are thinking about doing a mastermind, but let's, let's today focus on the people who are thinking of creating a mastermind of some sort. They're the experts. They're the, the formula one potential racing car drivers that you've just mentioned there. If you could give them one tip or one lesson that they could do something with from this podcast, what would that be? Oh, absolutely easy. Believe in yourself. Like go watch a freaking Disney movie, pick your favorite one and watch it and own it. Okay. I'm not talking Disney princess or prince mindset with, I hope it all works out rainbows and unicorns. No, but for real, the, the underlying principles that those stories tell us is something that connects to all of our hearts. Yeah. We know we got something, but we're constantly doubting it. Like we talked about earlier, yeah. like believe in what you have. You, you've already cracked the code, blood, sweat, and tears, and your natural DNA set to figure something out. You don't think it's worth money or a lot of it because it was easier for you than it was for the average person. You the right opportunity, the right place, the right DNA, the right mindset, whatever. You figured it out. Own that. Like be the hero for the people in your world. They need someone to follow. They need someone to set an example. They need someone to clear a path and slay the dragons for them. That's you. Step up. Own that spot. Put on the crown. And don't be a, a horrible dictator. Be an awesome leader for your people and step up into your role. Great, great tip. Yeah. And I've got to come to the final question, Chris, and I'm really sad to have to do this because you're giving us some amazing value here. And you mentioned again, there, cracking the code. And I think that's all the way through this. You know, we're all restricted sometimes by those codes, those little behaviors, 
those traits that hold us back, that code that holds us back in our life or in our business. And you've given us so many great things of how to crack through, through those. If you were going to have, Chris, your, and this is definitely a different question to what I asked you last time, but if you're going to have your next peach smoothie with oat milk in a location and you're going to be either reading a book or listening to a book, I'm on a bit of a theme of what people listen to or to read. What would be the favorite that you would either be reading or having on your headset? Mm. That's a good question. So here's where I'm at on reading. I, here's my reading pattern. I know we got to go yeah. with this question, but here's, here's my reading pattern, folks. I read three books a month and okay. I read one sci-fi book because that's fun. Yeah. But I not. And I read one historical biography um, and I read one business book. Okay. The, the business book is often a slow read process. Sometimes it'll take me two or three months to actually finish a business book because truly yeah. folks, you can only learn so much. You can't implement everything, learn something and do it. Don't just keep yeah. learning, start doing. Okay. The sci-fi book is easy. Pick a book, draw me you like. If it's romance novels, pick that, whatever. Yeah. Here's the, the key though. The key though is the historical biographies mm. because I read I constantly reading um, different people groups from all over the world, people that have to be dead and have to have stood the test of time. Gender, race, religion, location, culture, like intentionally mix it up and be very diverse because you're going to learn the secrets of the greats. And those greats are no different than you. They just kept swimming out to catch the next wave. Mm. And I want to learn how they did it because we're all just people. And I want to see the opportunity so I know when my turn comes. And I think it goes back to the Disney theme that you talked about you know these are people that make a decision to undergo transformation yep no longer do they want to be where they are now they know there's something better and they make a decision to make that mindset change and they go out there and they become the hero and they undergo that transformation mm -hmm. so what's your favorite then what, what well what's a favorite i'm sure you haven't got the favorite but what's a favorite that you can recommend to have with our peach smoothie with oat milk we're all going to go out and try it by the way so <laughs> <laughs> okay i just recently read amelia Earhart, and i read one on genghis khan um ah. yeah both super fascinating very different humans yeah. but both willing to make very hard decisions to do yeah. something for their people yeah um and and both relatively unwilling um, leaders to be in the limelight. They weren't doing it for the fame and glory. They were doing yeah. it because it needed to be done. And again, I'm not, I'm not saying that all their actions were actions I agree with. I'm saying that they yeah. saw what needed to be done and stood up and did something. Yeah. I want to be a person who stands up and does something. Yeah. Yeah. And we can all take whether we agree with it or not in the results and their intentions we can all take little nuggets and little lessons from that, can't we? And adapt them so that they fit comfortably within our own lives as well. So that's yeah. Well, Chris, you've been an amazing guest. I'm so, so pleased we got to do this again. The record button is still going. So that's great. Because this is about listening to the point where we said, why is the little red light not flashing and it's not recording? <laughs> <laughs> so, so glad thank, we got to do this. Yeah. Thank you so much for giving me time. Again, you know, go to the website, Google group coach nation nation reach out to chris and if you're thinking about any way of scaling your expertise masterminds are the way to do it mm. 
I've done it. Chris has done it. People out there are doing it. And it's a market that there's an absolute need for and such scope to expand into that. And, and it's great for us. And it's great, as Chris said, for our members as well. Anything you'd like to finish off to say cheerio with Chris? You're just great, Simon. Everybody leaning into Simon, like get your coaching program off the ground. If you have questions, ask Simon. Going back to that, like who do you trust and who are you verifying? You're already verifying Simon. Like lean in, ask him what to do next. The dude's got a ton of people in his network. I promise you, he's the kind of guy, if he didn't know what to do and he's like, you're not quite in the space I work with, but I know three others who are like, he'll point you to somebody's network. Just, just start getting direction and taking action. Too kind listeners, but just one final thing. Uh, obviously I was a guest on one of your live interviews as well. So just tell the listeners where they can go to hear other episodes of your sort of live interviews as well. That you do. Absolutely. Yeah. So if you go to groupcoachnation.com, you'll find our email sign up there. We, we like actively say, Hey, here's like an interview to Simon go check it out. Also on that same webpage, you'll find our YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn, all the channels that we're constantly pushing free content out to. So yeah. get out there and learn. Yeah. And the good thing is listeners, you can actually ask questions live. You can interact with it live. Now, you're listening to a recording of this on Chris's. You can actually go there and put the guests into the spotlight and ask them some questions that you've got some burning knowledge that you want to get. That's definitely the place to it. Chris, it. thank you very much. Listeners, I look forward to having you on the next podcast. Bye for now. Thank you for listening. Don't forget, if you'd like any help and support with your business, do get in touch with Simon. And to discover what your business needs you to fix next, visit www.sterlingcoaching.fixthisnext.com. Please do subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. And Simon would love you to rate and review the show too. Thank you.